Hear that? It's the sound of someone whacking the ground with a rake. Specifically, they're beating around the bush, which we've done enough of in this ad too, so let's get right to it. The new moneymaker scratch-off from the Ohio Lottery doesn't beat around the bush. Money maker. Play the game and you could win money, up to $2 million. With more than $88 million in prizes, ranging from $50 to $500, Moneymaker cuts right to the cash. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Play responsibly. Today is Tuesday, September 3rd, 2019. On this day in 2012, the cocaine godmother, Griselda Blanco, was gunned down in her hometown of Medellin, Colombia. At the time, the 69-year-old queenpin had been out of the drug game for a decade, but she still had debts left to settle, the kind that could only be paid with blood. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a ParCast original. Every day, we flip back the calendar to this date years ago and recount one event from true crime history. I'm Vanessa Richardson, and today I'm diving into the life and death of notorious cocaine trafficker Griselda Blanco. Due to the graphic nature of today's crimes, listener discretion is advised. Extreme caution is advised for listeners under 13. Before we explore the impact of Griselda's empire in Colombia, let's go back to Monday, September 3rd, 2012. A car pulled up to a street corner in a quiet Medellin suburb, right outside a butcher shop called Cardiso. The woman who stepped out was old, short, plump, and a little frumpy. The locals knew her as Doña Gris. A young pregnant woman, her daughter-in-law, stayed behind in the car. Doña Gris was a regular at Cardiso Butcher Shop. They had top-quality meat. The staff was friendly, and most importantly, no one there had any idea who she really was. Griselda Blanco had always prided herself on being a master of disguise. All throughout her life, she cut and dyed her hair, gained and lost pounds at the drop of a hat, buried her face under layers of makeup, once, she walked right past a DEA agent who'd spent years tracking her down, and he didn't even recognize her. But in her old age, Griselda had truly become someone else. Sometimes, she couldn't even recognize herself. The truth was, crime was all Griselda knew. She committed her first murder at age 11, and she'd sanctioned hundreds more since then. She had even invented her own execution method, the motorcycle drive-by. The idea was so simple, it's hard to believe no one thought of it before her. One motorcycle, one driver, one gunman. Sneak up to the target, fire off a few shots, and speed away before anyone realizes what happened. The bikes easily zigzagged through city traffic and dodged police cars, and the sudden public killings were sure to strike fear into the hearts of Griselda's rivals. Maximum efficiency 
and maximum spectacle. But that was all behind her now. After nearly 20 years in federal prison in the U.S., she came back to her hometown of Medellin, handed the reins of her empire to her son, Michael Corleone Blanco, and devoted her twilight years to peace, rest, and family. She was 69 now. She no longer had the stomach for blood, unless it was the kind dripping from a rare, juicy steak. As Griselda scanned the case in Cardiso the morning of September 3rd, she got a bit carried away picking out cuts of meat. She wanted to make sure her dinner guests didn't go home hungry, but she probably didn't need to buy $150 worth of meat. After a lifetime as a queen pin, she developed a taste for excess that was hard to shake. While the butcher bagged up her order, she reached into her purse to count her bills. She was too distracted to notice the motorcycle that rolled to a stop right outside. Two men in dark helmets, one driver who kept the bike idling by the curb, one gunman who calmly walked inside clutching a handgun. Griselda didn't even turn around when she heard the door open. With no fanfare, the man shot her twice, once in the shoulder and once in the head. And just like that, it was over. He calmly turned around, got back on the motorcycle, and disappeared. Griselda's daughter-in-law rushed inside the shop to find the former queen pin lying on the floor in a pool of blood. As Griselda gasped her last breaths, the young woman placed a Bible on her chest. There was no time to say a prayer. The life was already flickering from her eyes. By the time police arrived, Griselda Blanco was dead, gunned down in the same way she'd killed dozens of others. Coming up, we detail the life of the cocaine godmother. Now back to the story. In the mid-1970s, Griselda Blanco became one of the first Colombians to make a name for herself in the cocaine trade. Along with her husband, Alberto Bravo, she built an international drug empire with headquarters in Medellin and New York City. Eventually, Griselda killed Alberto, took over the business for herself, and struck up a partnership with an enterprising young criminal named Pablo Escobar. In the late 70s, Griselda moved to Miami, where she became a distributor for Escobar's operation, the Medellin Cartel. In an era of flamboyantly violent drug traffickers, she was easily one of the most flamboyantly violent. She kept a hold over the city by ordering the murder of anyone who stood in her way, including a first cousin of the Medellin cartel's co-founders, the Ochoa brothers, at least one young child, and all three of her own husbands. By 1984, Griselda's multiple enemies drove her out of Miami. The 41-year-old drug boss was arrested later that year but she kept running her business from behind bars. After serving nearly 20 years in prison, 
Griselda was released in 2004 and deported back to Colombia. By that point, Colombia's first cocaine queenpin had outlived nearly all of her successors. Two of her sons had been murdered. Pablo Escobar was long dead, and most of his partners were either also deceased or spending the rest of their lives behind bars. But Griselda had survived. For her last eight years of life, she lived quietly, staying out of the spotlight and out of the drug game. But it was only a matter of time until old debts caught up with her. The motivation behind her murder is still a mystery. It could have been any of the numerous enemies she'd made during her time as a drug trafficker. It also could have been a rival of her son, Michael Corleone Blanco, who had taken up the family business after her retirement. Whatever the case, Griselda's murder led the 34-year-old Michael to reconsider his priorities. Soon after her death, he left the drug game for good. As of 2019, he runs a clothing company called Pure Blanco and stars in the VH1 docuseries Cartel Crew, which profiles the children of notorious drug traffickers. By the time of Griselda's death in 2012, she was no longer an active figure in the drug world, but her influence outlived her, for better or worse. During her time in Miami in the early 80s, the city was an open battleground between cocaine traffickers and police. The war racked up thousands of casualties before it was done. For a time, there were so many homicides in Miami that the police department had to rent out cold storage trucks from local fast food restaurants to house the bodies. The violence in Miami finally settled down in the late 80s partly because of Griselda Blanco's incarceration and partly because Colombian traffickers had found new routes for moving their cocaine into the U.S., namely across the Mexican border. But even today, Miami still has an above-average murder rate and is frequently ranked as one of the most dangerous cities to live in the U.S. On the other hand, Griselda Blanco's personal reputation has soared due to the fact that she's one of very few female drug cartel leaders. She's been immortalized in several films and two documentaries, the aptly titled Cocaine Cowboys and Cocaine Cowboys 2, Hustlin' with the Godmother. Morality aside, the story of the woman who killed her way to the top of the male-dominated drug world continues to captivate the public. In the end, Griselda Blanco got exactly what she wanted. Money, fame, and a blood-soaked reputation. Thanks for listening to Today in True Crime. I'm Vanessa Richardson. For more information on Griselda Blanco, check out the episodes of ParCast's originals, Kingpins, and Female Criminals that cover different aspects of her rise and fall. Today in True Crime is a ParCast original. You can find more episodes of Today in True Crime and all other ParCast originals for free on Spotify. Not only does Spotify already have all of your favorite music, 
But now, Spotify is making it easy for you to enjoy all of your favorite ParCast originals, like Today in True Crime, for free from your phone, desktop, or smart speaker. To stream Today in True Crime on Spotify, just open the app and type Today in True Crime in the search bar. At ParCast, we're grateful for you, our listeners. You allow us to do what we love. Let us know how we're doing. Reach out on Facebook and Instagram at ParCast and Twitter at ParCast Network. We'll be back with a brand new episode tomorrow in True Crime. Today in True Crime was created by Max Cutler, is a production of Cutler Media, and is part of the ParCast Network. It's produced by Max and Ron Cutler, sound designed by Carrie Murphy, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Paul Mahler, Maggie Admire, and Travis Clark. This episode of Today in True Crime is written by Kate Gallagher. I'm Vanessa Richardson. 